Hi, this is Michelle Nyong'o from Stride Wellness. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you go back and start at episode one. The first few episodes of the podcast tell a story, so you don't want to miss out on the beginning. As I move along, it is also meant to start a conversation on grief and loss. Later in the series, I will host interviews with counselors, professionals, and others who have experienced grief and loss. Please take note that some of what you're about to hear may be difficult to listen to and might be triggering for those who have experienced grief, loss, or time in a hospital setting. Episode 9, The Light at the End of the Tunnel It's as though we traveled down a long, dark tunnel starting on October 28th. At times, it felt lonely, uncertain, scary. We took one step forward, day after day, moment after moment, inching our way through the unknown. As we did, a dim light appeared far off in the distance. It signified a finish line, a destination we were desperate to reach, a place where our son was healthy, happy, and ready to go home, a time when our family could be together, living under one roof. Mostly, it symbolized the hope we had for our future. As the days passed, the light shone brighter. With each good day David had, the light at the end of the tunnel seemed a little brighter. It was within our grasp. From Stride Wellness, this is Michelle Nyong'o, and you're listening to Weary and Burdened. The sweetest thing happened on December 2nd. Shortly after arriving, Reuben and the kids entered the NICU to visit with David. As they were peering into the incubator, the nurse changed David's position. And as she did so, his hand stuck straight up in the air facing the kids. Josh said, Hi, David. And at that exact moment, David opened and closed his hand. A tiny little wave to his brother. Josh's eyes widened with astonishment. Josh repeated himself, Hi, David. And wouldn't you know it, David waved again. A perfect coincidence. December 3rd. I loved being able to wake up in the same place as my family. Loved, loved, loved it. David was still rocking the NICU. Think rock the Casbah. He gained weight every day following his bowel surgery. They decided to increase his feeds from half a milliliter to one milliliter every four hours. When I went in to see David, our primary nurse, Sam, asked how long I wanted to stay. I said I was unsure. She then said, well, I just wanted to know if you had time to cuddle. I nearly fell over. Then Sylvia started to cry because she was so excited for me. She knew what it was like to wait so long to touch your child 
when everything in your being was screaming for contact. Of course, I was crying too, because I was so overwhelmed with joy. Poor Sam got taken in by our emotions, and she started crying as well. Then a mom down the row saw us crying, and she joined in the tear extravaganza. Everyone in room 41 knew what I was going through. They all knew what it meant. What a moment. I went into the lounge to tell Reuben and offer him the opportunity to go first. It could be a while before we could cuddle again, and I was always around and he wasn't. I wanted him to have the chance because I'd be around the next time and he probably wouldn't. Reuben said I should go first. It was a Canadian standoff. At that moment, I disintegrated. I was so overcome with emotion, I doubled over in the hallway, sobbing. After 36 days, I'd get to hold my son for real. Not touching, actual skin-to-skin contact for an extended period of time. All I kept thinking was, God is good. I changed into a gown and prepared for at least a one-hour hold. They liked babies to be held for a minimum of 60 minutes, so they get through an entire sleep cycle. Plus, moving a baby from the inside to the outside of the incubator and back puts a lot of stress on the baby. But the stress was minimized and outweighed by the benefits of a long hold. Once I was settled in a chair, they placed David on my chest, tied him on, and covered us in warm towels. The next 15 minutes were excruciatingly stressful. Until they could find the right position, he kept desatting, and those are periods of low oxygen, and bradying, which is extremely low heart rate. I was just about to get them to put him back when, voila, he settled. For the next two and a half hours, I sang talked, and slept. It was warm, comfy, and nearly midnight, so I couldn't stay awake. It was a wonderful feeling. The best experience to date. At 1.30 a.m., I went home and crashed. It was a great, great day. We were moving through the tunnel toward the light on the other side. I had my fingers crossed that the light was hope and not a train. Written and narrated by me, Michelle Nyong'o. Music by The Respand. All post-production work done by Waxwing Productions. Cover image designed by Danielle McRae.